0: Rise for their majesties of Royally
1: Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers
0: for Her Majesty, the Queen!
1: And we're back with a new royal baby! Woo! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on all the royal news you need to know, mainly about the baby, because we are so, so excited. That's all I want to talk about. For Eugenie and Jack, you can also follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast, join the Facebook group, Royally Obsessed, and write us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Rachel. Ooh, I feel like how
0: do we talk about anything else but Eugenie and Jack's <laughs> Should we baby? Should just dive right in? <laughs> well, how are you first? I want to hear how you are and then we'll...
1: I'm good. I'm good. Um, it was a fun weekend. I did a little bit of babysitting. What which did you was do? Nice. I babysat my niece Izzy. Um, and we had a grand old time. What about you? Oh, Finn's oh, birthday. Oh, no, that
0: sounds so nice. We're no, together. Yeah, hear- we had
1: Finn's. Finn turned three. It was a wonderful
0: pandemic birthday. Very small, <laughs> just us. That's uh, nice. But he had a blast, and it was actually kind of nice because it was there was no external pressure. Like I think that's one silver lining of the pandemic is that you don't really have to uh curtail to any like social norm like you just it was literally like we just did whatever we wanted for the day but we had cake and presents
1: and it felt festive and you did the icing on the cake (laughs) which was incredible so he's
0: like super obsessed with orca whales and so we did a double-decker two-layer Yes, guess that's what you call it two-layer chocolate <laughs> A cake. cake and um I took on the icing responsibility and free-handed an orca whale and I don't think it came out that bad it was kind of it looked
1: kind of so sloppy but good you're being so modest I thought it was incredible I thought you bought the cake somewhere it was Aww, really well you're very amazing. sweet all right enough about enough about Finn <laughs> and
0: let's talk about Eugenie and Jack this news right before the podcast recording. This was perfect timing. They timed
1: it perfectly for
0: us. They They knew. knew. (laughs) They knew we recorded at this time. Uh, Well, we can quickly go over the details of it, but basically we got a a wonderfully formal statement from the palace. Her Royal Highness Princess Eugenie was safely delivered, I love the past tense, of a son today, the 9th of February 2021 at 8.55 a.m. at the Portland Hospital. Jack Brooksbank. Was present. The baby weighs eight pounds one ounce. Also, there was a note that mother and child are both doing well.
1: Yay! Yay! This is, is eight eight such pounds happy news. Big? Is that a big baby? I feel I like feel that's. Like,
0: I feel like that's definitely a normal. little bit bigger, but it's more average. Finn was like around that. I think Finn was like eight pounds eleven ounces. I remember okay. correctly. So I think that that's a little bit bigger. I think I was
1: eight pounds actually. Yeah, I, I think, do think it's okay.
0: bigger. But I don't um, know why.
1: Maybe I think my niece was pretty small i think she might have been like six i don't know i'm not sure
0: yeah those i mean those lucky mothers i guess that have the small (laughs) but (laughs) no but i also thought it was interesting that um this the portland hospital is where megan gave birth so it has to be it's slightly closer to the windsor area i would imagine i mean we don't know the exact reasoning of why they chose that but i did map quest it because i was curious it's an hour from the royal lodge which is where they are right
1: that seems not so close, but I it's guess is there close. anything that yeah it might be anything just... closer yeah maybe for privacy I feel like they were super discreet about Megan yeah so maybe that was why they saw how you know they kind of pulled that off pretty quietly and I think that maybe they wanted to do the same I don't know yeah totally totally um but my favorite
0: was Eugenie shared a post on Instagram which is very like. I think that's very modern and cool that she jumped on and posted it the same day the we're same getting day. the announcement. Yeah. That's unusual for the royals. And, and we, the
1: photo is beautiful in black so and white beautiful. too. I feel like it's
0: it's really, really sweet. Yes, so we have like hands. the little hands and then uh, Eugenie and Jack's hand. And um, I love the caption and the simplicity of it that it's three blue hearts, two exclamation points. So it's a boy.
1: <laughs> I think I'm I'm surprised it's a boy. And I actually feel like a lot of our listeners will be too because when we did the Instagram story poll on the Royally oh, Obsesseders yeah. Instagram account, everyone submitted girls' names. There was hardly any boys' names. So I feel like everyone was yeah. expecting it to be a girl. So it's really – it's a nice surprise. Frontrunner names for boys we know are Arthur
0: and Henry. According to betting houses, those have nine to one odds. And that's kind of a nice nod to the family because William, his middle name is Arthur. Henry is actually Harry's real name. Right. So we know that Eugenie is particularly close with her cousins, especially Harry. So –
1: I like both those names. I yeah, think they're me too. both really cute. Arthur is Pippa's son's name, so kind of already taken but not like yeah. within the strict confines of the royal family, so I definitely could see that. A couple of people on that same IG story poll I just referenced um submitted Philip. Because Prince Philip's turning 100 this year. Oh. So I thought that was really nice. There that would be a, really nice. Quite a few, actually,
0: Guest Philip. so And this I mean, baby I told you most is the queen girl, and but. Philip's ninth great-grandchild,
1: which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think people are lucky to even see, like, one great-grandchild. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible that they have nine now. Yeah. And I guess one more on the way. So with yeah. Zara. So that's just, like, really – I know. It's, I mean, I think that Incredible. the thing about a royal baby, too, is it
0: just always – it, like, just lifts us all up. I get so excited. I mean, to see this news, it, like, makes me kind of drop everything about my day, and I get – I mean, that's why we're royally obsessed, right?
1: I'm sure we'll know the name by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. So I just am so excited to learn all the details. The christening, I feel like that's a big deal because Eugenie had a public christening, which is really oh, kind of breaks tradition. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that usually takes place around, like, the third or fourth month, so that would right. be – Pretty soon, which is another occasion to look forward to in 2021. So
1: much, I yeah.
0: know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. Well, we have so much other royal news coming up. Kate and William's back-to-back zooms for Place to Be and Earthshot individual zooms. Uh, we also have Harry's surprise interview with James Corden. When that? When I saw that bubble up i was like i can't wait for that to go live (laughs) and a glimpse inside princess anne's royal living room which i that was also a really great behind the scenes so that and so much more coming up on the podcast
1: but first our royal refreshment and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail Rachel, what did you bring? I a have coffee it in a mug. mug. Well, no,
0: I have it in a mug. I have, I'm drinking rosé because I feel
1: like Valentine's Day, you know? Something pink. A little, something yes. pink. What are you something sipping? Something festive. I have rosé as well, and I added mineral water to it, mm. which I told you about, I think, before that oh, it's yeah. like, you just want to water down your wine. I um, still need to try that. Because obviously we have to do work after this. So <laughs> I yeah. do have some raspberries in my glass, too. That is so pretty. I just up. was like – It's really delicious. I went
0: with this like mug, but, I, but mine's kind of like grapefruity and – delightful so mm-hmm. are you do you guys have
1: any plans for valentine's day
0: you don't know, actually i'm i'm on the fence i'll probably do it today but um one of my favorite dates with matt um when we were first dating was that we went and saw um woody allen which i guess is a little bit meh now but woody allen at the carlisle hotel um oh, nice. and he, he plays the clarinet and it was with his band jazz band and it was one of my favorite dates that That's we ever so did fun. Um, but anyways the carlisle their in-house uh pianist is doing a live sort of valentine's day virtual thing and I was like you know what that would be kind of nice it's only 30 minutes and it's 20 bucks and I was like it would just kind of force us to sit down and do something
1: it sucks to not be yeah. you know able to
0: go physically there but I, I know love you the guys Carlisle especially Hotel. have
1: such good date ideas I always feel like <laughs> you would tell me of like cool fun things that you guys did or shows you no, went to so that no. sounds really we'll see fun. but what about you and Dave are you guys doing anything I'm sure we'll zoom yeah. or facetime um but we've kind of started just a list of like things that we want to celebrate when we're back together, which won't be for yeah, you too can do long. it like you can extend soon. it, which will be really well, exactly. nice. Exactly. And and like now it gives us an excuse to go to like a million fancy restaurants when they're not as busy, which and hopefully when we're able to kind of to go dine somewhere nice inside, we'll like have all these built I know. up like make the list. You, right. Like New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, all these things. So. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. We're looking forward to that. I know. Right. Well, happy like Valentine's Day them. to all of our yes. listeners. <laughs> And Valentine's Day. I like <laughs> Forbidden word. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, while we're sipping, we want to read this amazing email from Ellen. She said, Greetings. My name is Ellen, and I'm a senior in college studying radiology. This past year, I've spent my days in and out of hospitals assisting with the COVID-19 pandemic. Even on the darkest days, I put on the pod, and suddenly things begin to lighten up. I think it is inspiring to see the royal family having to adjust to the pandemic like the rest of us. Seeing them wear masks, fix their crappy Zoom lighting, and and make pinterest projects reminds me that they are experiencing the same things as we are and it gives me hope thank you for making royally obsessed a bright part of my day wow that's
0: such a nice note it's see it feels so good to know that we're in your ears while you're doing something so incredible like studying radiology
1: yeah i feel like i applaud everyone in the healthcare and medical fields and you guys are our heroes. Did you see the Amanda Gorman um poem before the Super Bowl? Did yes. you watch the Super
0: Bowl, Rachel? I watched Bits and Pieces. I was actually on deadline for a story at Pure Wow. So <laughs> I was watching it but I was also working. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of
1: was on my phone yeah. most of the time. <laughs> but, but, um, but no,
0: but it was in- amazing. Really? really, good. Good. really. I can't well wait we'll to get talk into poetry. That. Yeah. That's a tease of, of uh, what later in the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, one quick royal find we want to mention that People is actually launching People Magazine, a quarterly magazine devoted to all things royal. Roberta, this is huge! Print this magazines huge. don't come up every day
1: anymore. I cannot wait to see this when I'm standing in line at the grocery store. I'm so so I excited. I know, and
0: you can actually subscribe by going to PeopleRoyals.com/launch. Um, so if you want to make sure it's in your mailbox too, I might actually do that.
1: Is it just called Royals, or what is it? What is the magazine called? Do you I know? think it's called People Royals. I think. I don't know if I there was an official – we front. kind
0: of saw a mock-up. I don't know if that's the final cover. I think it was like cover. a
1: tease of the cover, yeah. And
0: Kate Let's is see. on the cover, which is – it looks like she'll be the launch issue. But the idea is that they're going to have a different royal as the cover story every time a new issue drops.
1: It's like so so exciting. And I think it's it makes sense for People Magazine. They cover so many celebrities. So to have a dedicated I think Diana's the person that has appeared on their cover the most
0: times too. Oh wow. Yeah. Which is, you know, they definitely have always covered the Royals and this is kind of their bread and butter. So it, it really does make sense.
1: And can you tell us your People magazine story? Because Well, I you just have a great I've one. just always been so obsessed with all of the People
0: magazine coverage of the royals, so I have written in a couple of times and had my my letters published in the mailbag. But I but I really do. I feel like I have them all like archived. All the all the Diana issues in particular. Uh, but yeah, this this looks really great. And apparently, there's a first person essay from Burgie in the premiere issue. And I thought it was interesting that the cover lines nod to Harry and Meghan, so they will be by royals. They're talking about Harry and Meghan too. So yeah, definitely.
1: I feel like these will all be kind of collectible don't don't they look like as far as like the mock-up that we saw it's like so stunning like something that you definitely would want on like your coffee table so i think so for sure very exciting
0: all right guys this week in royal history and now
1: this week in royal history
0: a little bit of a, on a sadder note, the death of Princess Margaret. She passed away on February 9th, 2002 at the age of 71. Um, I'm definitely in the thick of Princess Margaret stuff with nine, reading 99 glimpses. I'm so into that book. I recommend it again. Uh, but when she passed away, it was as a result of a stroke. And that was actually sort of the... Final health issue in a series of health issues that had left her partially paralyzed. The Queen Mm -hmm. announced the death of her sister with great sadness via a Buckingham Palace statement. Um, But I think just looking back, you know, what we know so many things about Margaret, we've seen her depicted in the crown, um, and there was so much fascinating insight in her obituary in the new york times Mm -hmm. i actually really recommend reading it it's very in-depth very lengthy but we know of course that margaret was a free spirit and that her 20s were really really caught up in her romance with group captain peter townsend of the royal air force and that was basically the bulk of season one of the crown Mm -hmm. yeah definitely it was truly his divorce that cast a pall on their relationship. Really, the reason that it was blocked, as we saw, but basically it was because Wallace Simpson was really playing in everyone's head. I, I just feel like that is, you know, so sad that because now obviously we've passed that. That is no longer taboo for the royal family, but for her, it really was. It was just the timing and the queen being the head of the church and everything like that.
1: I was going to say I don't know how, like, how true to real life this plot line was of The Crown, but when. Peter Townsend is offered a place in the queen's house. Yeah. Or no, the queen mother. It's the queen Mm -hmm. mother's household. And whoever is, like, senior, you know, um, Lord Chamberlain or something is, like, really discouraging him not to accept it because he knows about Princess Margaret's relationship and how damning it could be for the royal family. And I think back to that and how much sadness she really endured. And, like, it just – I don't know. I think it would have really changed the trajectory
0: of her life had she been allowed to be with Peter Townsend. And I did think what was interesting in her obituary, and just to kind of fact check the crown, is that she really did brush the lint from his uniform at the Queen's coronation, and that was what outed their relationship. That was the (gasps) photographers really did catch that, and that's when they were like, scandal, this is happening. So... I thought that was really interesting. She did marry Anthony Armstrong Jones instead after breaking it off with Peter, and that led to the birth of her two kids, Viscount Lindley and Lady Sarah Chatto. And she divorced Anthony in 1978, as we know. But she was mostly criticized. You know, she was criticized for her moodiness, beloved for her generosity, her loyalty to the Queen and to her friends, but most of all her sense of fun. So, mm-hmm. which is kind of how we've we've seen ebb and flow again. However truthful it is, but in the crowd.
1: I love I, I think I love picturing her as the kind of antithesis to the queen's, you know, stoicism and sense of duty, like the fact that she's Margaret is the spare in this sense and able to have a lot of freedom with that and and takes advantage of that and is so fashionable. I feel like she had some of the best outfits on the ground I, I know, I know. <laughs> and really, also in real life. She
0: really lived so many yeah. lives too in her yeah. in her 71 years. Uh, I did like, and, well, it was interesting the New York Times dubbed her the black sheep of her generation of royals. Interesting word choice because of, you know, everything that came, I think, after with Diana. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't actually bothered by that. She even told a filmmaker, filmmaker John Cocteau, disobedience is my joy. So I think that kind of sums her up, but. She really,
1: yeah, she like embodied that like playful kind of rule breaker. Yeah.
0: One thing I did want to mention, I I won't get into all the fascinating details about Margaret, but just food for thought is that the Queen... There was a quote in her obituary that was actually taken from 1995 when Peter Townsend passed away, and it was from Harold Brooks Baker, who was a genealogist in the UK, and he said, In my opinion, the queen barring her from marrying Townsend, this was the turning point to disaster for the royal family. After Princess Margaret was denied marriage, it backfired and more or less ruined Margaret's life. The queen decided that from then on, anyone, someone in her family wanted to marry would be more or less acceptable. The royal family and the public now feel they've gone too far in the other direction.
1: That's so interesting. Is that Isn't like it? directed at Meghan and Harry, do you think, or no? I think it's more that the
0: Queen is really trying to give, sort of not be a blocker. It might yeah. not be directed at Harry and Meghan, but I think that it's it's sort of she's given everyone the freedom. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that, because this was 1995 when that quote was given, so it wasn't directed at Harry and Meghan for well, sure. Well, I mean, also
1: Camilla, I feel like she learned her lesson that way too in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like... That is, like, I mean, if you think about, like, I think Diana and Charles are the most doomed romance of all time. Like, for him to like Camilla and then not really be allowed to – well, she was married, obviously. So, I think, you know, that's another example. But, yeah, this – it is – it's so sad to me. I think Margaret did, though, on – you know, we want to end on a happy note. I feel like she found happiness with Anthony Armstrong-Jones and their two kids. Mm -hmm. and. I feel thankful for that. I know that that ended up in a divorce as well. And that's kind of sad how that all devolved. But, but I, I do her think her relationship
0: that, with her the queen, too, was really – it her, mm-hmm. her, and to her many, many uh, patronages and things like that was very positive.
1: It makes me so sad that she was, like, I think relatively young. Like, it's been a long time. It's, next year will be 20 years since the queen lost her sister. That's mm-hmm. a long time. I don't know. Yeah. It's just – It's very true. <sighs> all right this week in royal news catching up with the sussexes so we first saw harry and megan had a poetry zoom so for black history month they surprised the get lit poetry group love the name it's an la-based organization aimed at increasing teen literacy i think their curriculum is now taught in over 100 schools in california they are marking the release of get lit's new 2021 virtual anthology which celebrates black authors and poets And Megan and Harry jumped on the call, and it was the most delightful surprise for these kids. I mean, their faces say it all. It's just incredible to see the screenshot of the Zoom. I love – so some of the tidbits that I love, Megan shared some of her favorite lines of poetry. We don't know what poem it was from, but we know that she kind of recited that for the class, which I thought was really sweet. They also got music suggestions from the class and listened to three of the students' poems. Mason Granger, who's a poetry teacher for Get Lit, wrote on Instagram, he posted a photo of the uh, zoom and said so prince harry and megan dropped into my poetry class on saturday and kicked it with the get lit players for a multitude of minutes i love that multitude of minutes. multitude <laughs> of minutes, so poetic he said my favorite part of it all was megan echoing so many sentiments we've talked about in class about this particular moment in time in history to be a young person the ripple effect of a single voice the root of them deciding to come is because at some point in their lives they were moved by a poem which like Side note: I would love to know what those poems are. Yeah, they, I would too. We find out. Mason wrote "Fast Forward Ripple Ripple Ripple," and these kids get a surprise forty-five minute chat with the prince and Megan. I thought that was so clever how he wrote that. Yeah, Fast I loved forward, that. "Ripple Ripple Ripple." It was pretty surreal. He said, "My kids shared poems. They asked questions. The kids answered and asked questions back. They responded authentically. They actually read and learned the kids' bios I sent earlier." Ten out of ten would recommend them for your next zoom poetry <laughs> practice great <gasps> stellar endorsement there um i love that they they were sent bios and like actually took the time to kind of like study up on these people I yeah that really sweet. speaks to their
0: devotion to the causes and the interests that they participate in
1: yeah i think that's and so consider when it's kids too i think it's probably really i, I would be Speechless. Like I would be flabbergasted. And to think that, you know, as a teenager, you probably feel really awkward or don't know what to say. And to have Harry and Megan kind of prompt them because they already know a bit of their background is such a smart way to do things. It's also just it's incredibly life-changing, right? Like that will define those
0: kids' lives if you think about it. Like having someone that gave them the time of day, I just feel like someone of that magnitude that gave them the time of day and made them
1: were basically they were seen you know totally by- totally one of the kids even wrote like she said invite beyonce next time because i am confident now megan knows my name <laughs> um i love that the, these insights from diana luby lane who's the founder and executive director of get Lit. she said that the appearance was the most shocking and thrilling moment of our lives After they left, she's saying they, the Sussexes, left, one of the poets started crying and said, I need someone to explain what just happened right now. Diana also told Huffington Post the Duke and Duchess knew the names of each of the poets and talked about their lives, which completely blew them away. They took music suggestions from the poets and said that they would be their dinner playlist. They both listened so deeply to every word of the three poems they heard. She said the couple also discussed deep things like racism and the importance of listening to one another. When Harry and Meghan left the screen, I think we all felt like crying because it was like, no, stay a little longer. Um, and then obviously all these kids were posting about it on Instagram separately and saying how they felt and they all just had such like wonderful things to say. I felt like this was such a bright spot for this week and, um, you know, I mean, before the Royal Baby News, that was yeah. really the highlight. <laughs> but also this is- the- I thought our oh, week couldn't yeah. get any better. Couldn't is get I'm any better and then it yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: totally. But also this is Harry and Meghan's first joint appearance in 2021, right?
1: Yeah. I- and they haven't been on a Zoom together, I think, in- two months. I want to say it was November. We last saw them together when it was a paparazzi photo of them in Beverly Hills. And that was December 20th around there. Yeah. So we haven't seen them together on a Zoom in so long. I think it might've been maybe the the Time Magazine thing. Um, But I mean, I've just missed them so much. I feel like, especially Megan, who has been really laying low, I think, with all the trial stuff going on. So, yeah, they look
0: so relaxed and happy, too. I just feel like I know it's just a screenshot. We're not getting the actual video, but they really do look in their element.
1: Well, and Harry looks so tan. I feel like he he's does. really taking advantage of that pool, which is great. And she, <laughs> we California have to talk about sunshine. fashion. Yeah. Um, she was wearing a relaxed blue button up, as you said. Um, not sure the ID. Most people have guessed J. Crew from what I read, mm-hmm. uh, and a necklace, and then just like looks radiant. They both look really, really happy and, and great. What did you think about the screenshot? Every screenshot is her biting her tongue. That's like the one that's being shared and she's smiling. Just screenshot as they were talking. Is
0: it the same screenshot every time? Or is it different sort of I think it's one screenshot that's been shared over and over. I'm pretty sure. So I I'm imagining that someone just took it and it's like the way any of us, it's like you're just kind of caught off, like caught in a weird position. You know what I mean? Maybe smiling. Maybe she was mid sentence. yeah, Yeah,
1: totally. I also think there's something about being more photogenic and biting your inside of your cheeks. Have you heard that? I mean, I maybe I feel like, but you're maybe the, you're the one that would
0: teach it to me. Remember when we smile? We you taught me the smiles. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, I'm trying. Wait, to smize. Was it the
0: squinch or the smise? Remember the um, squinch?
1: What's the squinch? Were you kind of like, like I'm doing it for you right now? <laughs> How do I describe it? To <laughs> her? I feel like <laughs> I'm trying to do and I look mad. You um, like squinch your eyes a little, like, and you yeah. like do a little. It's like oh, Emma oh, Stone yeah, was yeah. super good yes, at it. Yes, 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 yes. When you smile, you kind of. I think squinch that was one of the first stories I wrote at Pure Wow, was about the squinch and. Maybe it's a photogenic thing. Not sure. I find it a little strange. Like, I was like, why is she biting her tongue? That's a little weird. But I'm I, trying I to do it right. now. I, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I think it looks cute on you. Yeah, that, that was when cute. When I did the <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I'm, I'm practicing it. It's my new Zoom move.
1: I do think they're kind of playing off, though, this big moment that poetry is having with Amanda Gorman, who it's I huge. am constantly blown away by. I feel like I watched her inauguration poem many times so many times well you're a huge poetry fan in general i am i do i like i love poetry yeah no i do too
0: i i think that and i feel like it also for me it's like a nice um connection back to you know charles is really really passionate about poetry as is a lot of the royal family but he is particularly you know an advocate for it and brings it up constantly uh so i do think that there's a nice tie there but yeah amanda gorman i think that you know her her Super Bowl performance as
1: well. It's just – it's really exciting. Well, and the interesting thing I read is that she actually was in this group, Get Lit. She was – yeah. Not? So she was, like, somehow affiliated with it. Either they had her as a guest or she was one of these poets. But, yeah.
0: Really an incredible. Inspiration, you know, Amanda know. Gorman and
1: all these future poets are – current poets. But, like, you know, the current. And, like, a good way have. to tack on to, like, what's happening right now but not, like – it's not like directly in the spotlight, but it's, I don't know. I thought it was great to kind of honor Black History Month in a in a unique way. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that that was really smart of them. Yeah. The next sighting, I guess this was actually over the weekend, Harry was spotted on a tour bus with James Corden. All over Hollywood. There were three cameramen, a police escort, but no masks, which. But
0: they were on an open air. Yeah, they and were. They on were an I air. thought that they were like intentionally spaced kind of across at the top of the double decker bus, like on either side.
1: But and I'm sure, I'm James sure they were twisted. So, yeah, it gets like proper precautionary measures taken. Yeah. So we'll let it slide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was. So, Harry wasn't just taking in the sights of his new city or getting his bearings. They were actually filming a special episode of Carpal Karaoke is the rumor. So I'm hoping it airs this month. This month is actually sweeps month. I guess there's Well, did you certain. see Lady Gossips hot take and
0: I am definitely I'm giving her the credit but just about why they were maybe doing this? Did you did you no. see this that so oh, she her observation, her prediction is that so carpool karaoke actually began in England as part of Red Nose Day and it was 10 years ago on March 18th, 2011 was the first Episode, and you know, we know that Harry and James are friends. Red Nose Day is coming up again in March. So could this be some sort of you know, because Harry, everything he does is related to a cause, right? He's never doing any appearance that's not driving towards that. And so it's a 10-year anniversary of Red Nose Day. We know Red Nose Day is a campaign that ends child poverty and uses entertainment and comedy to kind of help raise funds. So anyways, I just thought that was a really interesting prediction. I think you're probably right. I didn't know that Carpool Karaoke started in I didn't either. I guess George Michael was the very first episode. No, I mean, I I only saw it when it was big here, but I never saw the very beginnings. I didn't even know it was 10 years old. So Lady Gossip with a really, really interesting prediction there, I thought.
1: Okay, well, ignore what I said about Sweeps Month. No, but but I think Sweeps I
0: mean, these are all predictions. These are
1: all predictions. <laughs> so who knows? I just I just saw that and I thought it was interesting. Um I wish that it was an actual carpool karaoke because we know Harry can sing and we're gonna play a clip. You sing. <laughs> okay. I That's kind of teased it a little too much. It was just a <laughs> couple notes of Hamilton from 2018, but I think he's an incredible singer just from that. I mean, I yeah, I immediately went my ears like, let's yeah.
0: Let's hear a a true carpool karaoke. Come on, Harry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The thing about the cause that you mentioned that's interesting is that he was wearing a black polo. Mm. And some eagle-eyed fans have said it could be an Invictus Games polo. So he could be promoting that as well. Another very astute prediction. But Red Nose Day does make sense. So I think, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I thought it would be sooner that we'd see it. I'm like, March I just think it has to far. have a cause. There ha- it has yeah, to be connected totally. to a
0: cause. Yeah, totally, totally. But what a great little – another bright spot. With lots of positive
1: things over the last I week. know, I know. And then one more little thing about Harry and Meghan. So they actually – it was revealed this week that they had a call with the California governor, Gavin Newsom, We're just now learning about it, but it actually took place mid-October, a couple weeks before the election. And people are really riled up. They say that the Sussexes are getting too political. Why were they calling the governor of California two weeks before the election? What's going on? Insiders say that as two well-known arrivals to the state, Governor Newsom wanted to welcome them to California. But it's interesting to me because it's like he doesn't call – every famous person and welcome them to the state of California. I know, know but I I
0: think it's more about, to me, I think that that's all kind of like people just blowing out of proportion because I feel Mm. like they, you know, it's definitely a relationship they as advocates and humanitarians would want to have. That's true. And I feel like Gavin Newsom wasn't up for reelection in that election. But I think just kind of reading some different things, I'm curious if it has to do with their efforts on behalf of policy changes to tech because I feel oh, like right. yeah. if they just wanted to kind of get some thoughts in front of the governor, you know, there's so much tech in California, but
1: who knows? But I do think it's. I mean, he, the timing is interesting, though. Because it it's is. Like, well, if it's not to do with the election, why not wait till after? Yeah, right? it's
0: true. That's very true.
1: I don't know, but I don't know what influence they would have in that regard. Right? As someone with a relative in California, what do you think about? All
0: this? <laughs> I know, <Dialed laughs> Did in. he call your
1: sister and welcome her to the yeah, state? Yeah, right. I mean, that would be nice, right? <laughs> okay, well, so
0: some Cambridge updates we've got. So we have another Zoom that Kate participated in. We're back to just reporting on Zooms, Roberta, because the I'm kind this of is the over stage. it. Yeah,
1: I, I, I want to see in person. Me too. Me too. I but uh,
0: but both we had individual Zooms first from Kate, and she did another Zoom with Place to Be, which. is in honor of their Children's Mental Health Week. She continues to support that and also that she's a patron. But this time we saw her wearing a stunning Rebecca Taylor tweed jacket that we first saw in 2017. And it really made the case for how really... Appealing that is in a Zoom call. I just think she looked very the tweed looked amazing, and put on together camera, in the I blue. Thought, yeah, yeah. Um, but so this time she was chatting with teachers and about how they're keeping students afloat during this impossible time. Uh, I loved her rapid fire questioning, which we kind of saw on the flip side. Like she was on the receiving end the first time. And answering the question, saying like negative five and math skills when she did that call. And now this time she's doing the asking and she's a great interviewer. So we're going to play a snippet from this call. So so passionate about all the work that uh, teachers up and down the country are doing. You're doing a most amazing job. You're a lifeline to so many families out there. Um, so well done! I know it takes an awful lot of effort, energy, patience, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, a huge, a huge thank you not only for your time today but also for the for the hard work you do on a day to day basis for the children that you look after. I mean, I think her interest in this is just so genuine. I also love that this was where the Kate and Charlotte hair flip TikTok was born because in this call is when Kate flips her ponytail, and lo and behold, the TikTok user, I guess it's at Royal Fan Cams matched it up with Charlotte doing it on her first day of school at Thomas's Battersea. So if you haven't seen that that video, it's on our Royally Obsessed podcast Instagram if you, yes, can, if you want to check is. it
1: out. What an incredible catch. I would never have thought to look back. I mean, that, that is like also... It's sort of like a nervous
0: tick almost, it but is, it it's is. like they both did it kind of very... I'm doing it
1: right now. The exact same <laughs> way where they twist the ponytail over and then like push it back. Yeah. It was, it was really cute. We now know where Charlotte gets that, but... Yeah. I just... I loved it.
0: I'm also really into to this kind of fancy camera work we've seen it a couple of times, but this was a much crisper shot. And they have this beautiful setup, uh, with all the you know p- plants behind them, but just the side angle where they you know you're not just seeing the zoom face on footage, you're seeing also the like actual laptop and Kate talking to the screen. Yeah, and it's much more produced, I feel it, like. is, it, it is, it is. There's it's someone definitely, else,
1: yeah, does that takes like a team of people to do it? And I thought, th- I think it's it's like a better quality. Feed too, I think. Yeah, I liked it. I thought, I
0: think that yeah. it's kind of different. And Kate also, you know, she did have her royal rewear with the Rebecca Taylor tweed jacket. Um, and, but when she wore it the first time in 2017, she wore it with blue and sapphire earrings that were very fancy, obviously, and from Princess Diana's jewelry collection. But this time she chose a more affordable option and they were uh, from Misoma. They were hoop earrings with a little charm. And those are actually still in stock at $110. Hot tip. <laughs> Need so, <laughs> But I fully recommend anyone that hasn't should definitely go to the Royal Family YouTube and watch the full interview because beyond just seeing Kate, it's actually really compelling content hearing from the teachers and how bright and optimistic they are still in a very difficult time
1: these earrings are so pretty i just clicked they're a, really the pretty link i really got a like link them. in there for you <laughs> also if you have Raku- Rakuten, i don't know he's at You yeah. get two percent back i just got Ooh. an alert <laughs> i have a, that plug-in so <laughs> pro tip for shoppers like me who can't stop online shopping. <laughs> oh my gosh that's like me with honey yeah <laughs>
0: um so on to prince william we had another zoom call from him this time it was you know Very in line with his Earthshot work, he Zoomed with seven environmental activists that are leaders within the UN Environment Program's Young Champions of the Earth. They're recipients of that award, and they hail from all over the world, the US, Kenya, China, Kuwait, and more. He chatted with them about what comes next after earning this prize, and we're going to play a clip from that call.
1: Just so proud of everything you guys have done. It's uh, it's really, really fantastic. Really had to, to to take some hits and some bumps along the way to get your projects off the ground, but they are inspiring. They are practical, they're tangible, uh, and you guys are making a real difference.
0: So the UN Environment Program is, is an, uh, a global alliance partner for Earthshot. So I think that, you know, this completely is in line with all of the work that William is doing on behalf of that. But I just, I think for me, it just got me really excited again about Earthshot because what we do know is that there is supposed to be a glittering, quote, glittering ceremony this fall that for the first batch a of a Glittering winners, ceremony, yeah, glittering, not just any, glittering. any So I feel like, wow. you know, this is very much in motion. It's a 10-year project where awards are being given out for Earthshot every year. The awards supposedly have already been uh, you know, I think that the submission process has closed for the recipients of the Earthshot, mm. but the
1: awards are set to happen fall 2021. So, so incredible. And I think some of these projects that the people are working on are so incredible too. I think one was changing rubbish into paving stones, and another is fighting to save endangered salmon. So they have like really kind of it runs a gamut of environmental work, and I think that's what's so exciting about the Earthshot is it's really not narrow in its focus. Yeah. Um, So it'll be exciting to hear more about that. I can't wait to see who is selected for the first batch. Beyond
0: the glittering ceremony, I really can't wait to see the actual work that they're doing because we really are in such desperate need.
1: I just really want to see the glittering ceremony. Moving let on,
0: a red carpet be possible <laughs> yeah. by then. My gosh. please. Yeah, we
1: need it. Uh, moving on to the Queen. So we had two news items about the Queen. First, a new hire. She hired MI5 boss Sir Andrew Parker, not to be confused with Andrew Parker Bowles, mm-hmm. as Lord Chamberlain. He as Lord Chamberlain, he will be ro- the Royal Household's most senior position. He's going to provide advice and support to the Sovereign, as well as acting as the main channel between the Queen and the House of Lords. His job is also to ensure the smooth running of all the different departments and oversee all senior appointments in the household. So my thought is that we've seen a lot of them kind of cleaning house and staff changes and over the past few weeks, especially, I feel like if you want to clean things up with the palace and with leaks from the palace, you definitely hire like a CIA type guy to do it, right? Like this is probably the most appropriate hire um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with Sir Andrew Parker. He has actually been in the MI5 since 1983. He led the intelligence agency's response to the July 7th London terrorist attacks back in 2005, and he'll be replacing Earl Peel, who's- He's retiring, right? Yep, in that post for 14 years, so- and then one more kind of complicated news bullet that yeah, I will try this I'm not to understand. still trying butcher. to understand. Yeah, totally. I think Please this is don't just kind drill. Of I out. asked Rachel yeah. not to drill me on this out during question yeah. time because I'm so not confident, but we'll see. Okay, so the whole story is that The Guardian published an article claiming the queen is trying to keep her private wealth private. The article does unearthed some letters between the queen's lawyers who strongly object to proposed laws that would disclose all shareholders of public companies those letters are from the 1970s so they really did some digging and found these letters from almost 50 years ago following meetings with the queen's lawyers the government inserted a clause into a law granting itself the power to exempt heads of state from these new transparency measures This arrangement kind of helped place a veil of secrecy over the Queen's private shareholdings and investments until at least 2011. So they did not have to disclose the Queen's investments, where her money was located, allocated to, I mean. Um, The palace has actually discredited the article from The Guardian saying the procedure in question called the Queen's consent has never been abused by Her Majesty. They said that the Queen's consent, which is... So the queen's consent is legislation that may directly affect the interests of the monarch must be presented to her before being debated in the House of Commons, but she always gives consent when her, you know, her aides... When this sends, comes up. Yeah, exactly. So it's different from the royal assent, which is where people are getting confused. The royal assent is when the monarch signs off on prepared legislation after a debate, but it's as a constitutional formality. So the queen's consent just means that they should present laws to her, legislation to her that would actually personally affect her and her Mm -hmm. family. The royal assent is just signing off on things that have already been decided. In either way, she has never really abused that power is what the palace is claiming. The Guardian is saying otherwise. They obviously said that these letters prove that her solicitors kind of interfered in the workings of government and that caused the law to kind of Give her this veil of secrecy over where her money is kind of invested. It's um, definitely really fascinating. I think that that was where the Guardian was
0: originally investigating was the Queen's cons- consent. They were looking into that as sort of an archaic practice, and that's when they uncovered these letters.
1: Right. And I think it's it's interesting, too, because back then she was worth a lot more. I think that mm-hmm. actually, you know, she used to be – It's a, her, her wealth, accumulation of wealth was actually – um, totaled seven billion in the 1980s, wow. and now it's more like 500 million. I think they've stopped counting things that are kind of, you know, both owned by the country and the monarchy. So, like the area, it's like a, I think it's like 12 meters of water surrounding the country is like owned <laughs> by the queen or something. You know, like these things that you can't actually put like a like value quantify with a dollar side. exactly. Yeah. And so I think that the... has affected
0: her wealth.
1: Exactly. And and so they have now, you know, reduced her to five hundred million, which obviously is still an insane still amount. But she doesn't make like the top one hundred wealthiest people in in the world list anymore. So um it is interesting though. The Pals was quick to kind of, you know, disagree Comment with on this. this. Yeah. yeah. So and shut it down. Um but I think Andrew Morton also kind of brought to light some of the Places where the queen's private wealth was being invested and in, it was through the Bank of England and that kind of um, spurred all of this, this investigation. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. And as – right as the queen is kicked, kicking off her 70th
0: year on the throne this week too, which is crazy.
1: Yeah. All right. Huh, before what we a ad- week. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad you did not drill me with questions. Before we adjourn the royal pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low of the week is that Samantha Markle's tell-all, in quotes, is now out. It's called The Diary of Princess Pushy's Sister, Part (laughs) 1. They could have workshopped that title a little more, I think, because that's rough. And obviously it um, alludes to there being a Part 2, which I believe Samantha has told the press she's currently working on, but I will definitely not be picking this book up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also seems a bit excessive to have a two-part book about yeah. your sibling that you're just bitter about and are trying to tear down. I feel like the whole motive of this is just awful. Um, but according to Vanity Fair, the book has barely registered on Megan's radar. Megan has not seen Samantha for years, so the idea that she's even worried about the book is nonsense. Megan barely knows Samantha, and they haven't seen each other for 20 years. That's from a source from Vanity Fair. But Megan might write her own book. So she's reportedly had numerous approaches and lucrative offers from respectable publishing houses, which I am not surprised. I feel like this move would be very Michelle Obama, especially since they've done Netflix and Spotify. And now this is like, yes, totally. The next, you know, the next. That's a book I would buy. Makes sense. Yeah. The next step. (laughs) Same. Same. I will. We'll talk about titles on a later episode. What's your
0: low? So Milo is just a lack of another Archival Audio episode. When is the next one coming? And I, I think thought it's about on this my...
1: too. I, I was like surprised that we haven't gotten another one. It was already a while. February. Yeah. We haven't heard
0: from them since Christmas. And and I also was thinking about it on with Omid Scoby, He recently shared Spotify's earnings report and his and the quote that they included about Archival Audio is: "We were pleased with the performance of the Duke and Duchess's holiday special and look forward to a full scale launch of shows in 2021." So I'm just I I just kind of can't wait. I I keep. I know we'll get an update. I mean, if you're subscribed, you'll hear. But there hasn't been any one. So any new episodes, I'm looking forward to it. I know.
1: Full scale. I feel like I was expecting one every month. So I'm actually a little – I was a little disappointed. Nothing for January. Hopefully February. We'll see. Mm -hmm. My high this week is that we got a glimpse of Megan and Harry's thank you cards for well-wishers who sent them holiday wishes or, or Merry Christmas cards. So the thank you card just arrived, and it's a shot from their Australia tour in 2018 with Megan holding the umbrella over Harry, and it's raining. I just feel like it's really funny that the umbrella analogy is still, like, really going strong for them. <laughs> like, they love... The umbrella analogy. Like, nothing's going to rain on our parade. We are protected by each other. There's so much in this metaphor that you can read into. It's very poetic, my dyad. I, um, yes. I think it's interesting, though. Their mail is still handled by Clarence House. I thought that was really interesting. So, so if you write them, you... Would hear back right, but you have to write to Clarence House, and I think they do have a PO box on Archwell's website. So maybe going forward, they'll just switch over to that. But back at Christmas time was when the website launched, so they probably had a lot of mail coming in from you know the UK still. So yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Two addresses potentially to reach them at. Yeah,
0: uh, my high of the week was just the glimpse that we teased it at the top of the episode that into Princess Anne's living room her and her husband sir timothy lawrence were cheering on scotland's rugby team and we saw the interior of their abode at Gatcombe park what is going on with that (laughs) it is so messy well i think that that was my high was that it was basically you know royals they're just like us she's definitely a collector there were so many horse trinkets which really lines up with her equestrian days i mean there were floral couches it was kind of like grandmother chic is that cottagecore they call it cottagecore
1: i I, I just
0: i mean in the best possible way i really loved it all the piles that's my life right now it's just piles of papers yeah so she definitely has myriad interests and all that stuff in her living room is a reflection of that but i loved that glimpse
1: i like that they're snuggled on the couch watching tv again like the royal documentary is it staged Probably yeah. not in this instance. I feel it like didn't it didn't feel staged no, at all. It really they felt were like, like a watching, slice of life. Yeah, it it did. It did, and I do think to the papers, kind of <laughs> the piles of papers that we want to return, to, they they do speak to like their dedication to the because Anne is pa- is a patron of hundreds of charities. I feel like yeah. she's.
0: God, her she's so out busy. For her, so. Of course, she's reading all those books and reading all those papers all the time. That's her life. How does she keep up? I love studying
1: that. up on every person she meets. So I think that's really wonderful. Little fly on the wall. Yeah, things. we actually got a lot of people on Instagram requesting us to talk about this, which was funny. Oh, everyone cool. wants to hear our take on the living room. Yeah, so. <laughs> amazing. I would love to see more of Anne at home. Email us your take too. Yes. Just a reminder before we close: leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. Here's a recent review from Caroline. This podcast. Podcast has been a true bright spot during this very tough time. I so look forward to listening to new episodes every week. It's the small joys that keep me going as we wait for this pandemic to get under control. I also appreciate the factual nature of the information. So much royal news is biased or altogether false. I'm a political journalist and place a very high value on truth. Keep up the good work. That is Thank so you. kind. What a nice review. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram at royally obsessed and the Facebook group. You can also follow us personally. I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at NYC. You can check out the Finn birthday content yeah. if you haven't already. Yeah, please. Uh, 50 comments, just... Rachel. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think he got a lot of a good lot of It good was all engagement. in the cake. All the cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Instagram algorithm, you cracked it. All right. <laughs> Till next week. God, God, God save, save the, the pod.
0: pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode.